Hello everyone, a very quick one from me. This podcast would not be possible without our amazing podcast partners. Because you listen to the show, you are able to get your hands on exclusive savings on both Vincherry and Sourcebreaker. They're award-winning products, and if you are a growing recruitment business, then you have to check out Vincherry, who are a all-in-one recruitment operating system for your growing recruitment company. With Sourcebreaker, if you truly want to equip your teams with the best possible tools to stand out and beat the competition, you have to look at Sourcebreaker. Use the link in the show notes to get a demo booked in, check out these products, and get your hands on those exclusive savings. Welcome back to another episode of the Recruitment Mentors podcast. I'm your host, Hisham Mazuz, and today I'm really excited to be joined by Grace as we are kickstarting a short and new podcast series where we're calling it Early On In Recruitment, and we're going to be sitting down with the recruiters who are in their first 12 to 18 months of their career to discuss and talk about what have been some of their biggest challenges, uh, what have they learned along the way so far, advice for other people kickstarting their career in recruitment, and why we believe more people should consider a career in recruitment. So we're going to talk about Grace's journey so far. And uh, Grace, you've been on an interesting journey as uh, you didn't follow the, the classic cookie cutter journey of I don't know, graduating uni or recruitment being your first quote-unquote proper job. Uh, from what I can see, you obviously worked in a few different places, but more before recruitment, you progressed your career at a company called American Express, which I'm sure most people will know. Uh, and I know that a career in recruitment is something you actively pursued and was something you was actively motivated to get in. But I guess where I wanted to, to start with you, having worked in recruitment yourself for coming up to 13, 14 months, is like, how has a career in recruitment so far uh, compared to what you expected? Let's start there. Sure. Um, thanks for having me, by the way. Um, yeah, compared to how I expected, I mean, I would say recruitment itself has been amazing. Like, I've absolutely loved it, uh, which is what I was hoping. So, yeah, all good in that sense. It's ticked every box that I hoped it would. Um, I would say in terms of more the day-to-day, um, it's probably been quite different. Um, more so in terms of just how many things are happening, how many things can go wrong um, and how many moving parts there really are. I think it's really easy to, to think that it's as simple as, well, I never thought it would be simple, but the basics would be people looking for jobs, people wanting to hire and you being that matchmaker and that middle person. And I think when you're really in in it, there are just so many moving parts and so many parts that are out of your control. Um, so in many ways, amazing and in many ways, um, challenging and um, difficult. Yeah, it's the many parts that can't be controlled that's uh, the, the difficult part, right, early on. Exactly, exactly. I guess what I always like to, to ask, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, is what, obviously, you was really motivated to get into the industry. So I guess what, what skills or experience has recruitment given you so far that maybe you, you least expected? I think, like, with this question, I, because I came from quite a corporate 
working environment beforehand um, a lot of those basic skills that maybe if I had just come from graduation I might not have had I'd already kind of luckily been able to pick up so that was one thing for me that was a real kind of um, stepping stone that I had like that helped that transition but I think all of those things I've massively been able to expand on in recruitment, which is all the things you would imagine, like time management and relationship skills and people skills. Um, so I was really having a think about this when I when you mentioned it before. Um, so I think one thing, though, that I, I didn't expect to get so much that I've got from recruitment would be confidence and it's funny for me to say that as well because I am naturally quite a confident person so it's not something that I didn't have before but I think that that is one really great thing about recruitment is that you are constantly speaking to people from so many different places and of so many different um, levels of, of where they are in that company um, and you, it's a very collaborative job so I think that's a real big thing whether you haven't got it to start with and if you didn't it would be a great thing for you to to build in that career but even when you have got it it just elevates it so much more because you really feel kind of everything you're doing and when things go well it's a real sense of pride I guess love it honestly the the confidence thing has has come up a lot when we've we've done these particular series so I'm not surprised that you you say that. I guess what, what I'd love to ask you to follow up on that is, of course, as you do more of the recruitment activities, more of the things that you're, you're improving at, you're going to have more confidence calling a client, speaking to a candidate, uh, managing expectations. But I'd, I'd love to just find out if like where has this confidence or more confidence shown up in like your personal life? Because this is also really important. And yeah, I think this is really cool. Yeah, I think um, just everything really in terms of anything you're doing. People are just people, right? No matter, it's so easy to to look at someone and be like, I remember like the first time I was calling a, a head of who's, salary expectations were north of 100k and it's like I'd never really spoke to someone like that or well, probably with Amex, but not only in the terms of sending an email maybe and this sure. time I'm calling them because I kind of want something from them in a sense um and or or, or trying to sell them something I don't really like that term of selling within recruitment because it makes it feel like dirty but <laughs> it's like I, I'm basically, yeah, try, trying to sell something to them in a sense, trying to get them excited about this job. And um, yeah, I think I remember the first time doing that and it's really overwhelming thinking it's really easy to think, especially when you get that imposter syndrome, when it's like a new career or a new environment, it's really easy to think I'm down here and they're up here and I, what value am I going to bring to them? And I think just having to do that constantly and speak to people that beforehand you may have seen in that different light um it really changes that so in your personal life as well that would probably be the same in many ways of different people that you're speaking to specifically and never having that barrier of I'm here this person's here it's like we're, we're all level and we're all people and we're all human yeah brilliant so I'm sure you would have heard it and it's a really common sentence that we all hear in recruitment which is your first year can typically be the hardest. I'm sure you've had experienced people within Zebra uh, tell you that maybe once or twice. So I guess 
let's go and, and i think what's really useful about these series is people can listen to these who are on a similar journey to you maybe six months in three months in eight months in and listen and learn and find out that the things that you had to work through and continue to work through um yeah isn't just is is the same as what they are right because a lot of people can think oh is it just me that is having mm-hmm. to navigate all these challenges and deal with these things so let, let's go straight into like what what has been your biggest challenge you mentioned earlier things you can't control. There's a lot of different spinning mm. plates, but what has been your biggest challenge on this journey so far in recruitment? And, and how do you think you've not necessarily completely overcome it? We're always working on things, but how have you sort of navigated, navigated getting better at it or working through it? So what, what's been your biggest challenge? I think going back to what we were saying about the things you can or can't be in control of, that's the biggest challenge for me. It's like, it's the things you can't be in control of. I'm such a control freak in some ways in like the best possible way. I'm also very chilled. I would like to put that out there. But I'm also in the important things. I like to do things well and I like to make things move and progress. And there's so many things, like we say, that you can't be in control of. So I think for me, that's really the biggest challenge. Um, so there's been times, for example, where you know, I've, I've spent the time and I've found the candidate and I've built that relationship and they're maybe not looking for a role and I've brought them in and got them excited about that role. And then they've, they've, I've spoke to the client about them and brought it together. It's all in progress. It's all moving along. And then the client, maybe people go on holiday or they're not moving fast enough, even though they told us it was this really urgent hire that they really wanted to make, which I'm sure every recruit will understand my frustration of. Um, but you're, there's, yeah, there's been times where you're doing everything and it's dragged out across such a long time period, which it really shouldn't be. Um, and then for no fault of your own, I've had that with like a really big head of research role and the the woman's lovely and we've got such a lovely relationship now, but it's really horrible when you've, you've done everything right and then you have to be that bearer of bad news and you have to be that middleman and you have to um, have those difficult conversations. For me personally, that is, I think it really depends what your personality type is as to what's the hardest for me that's me because I have a lot of empathy and (laughs) I just I hate doing that like I it's it's difficult because I don't want to tell that person that thing after I've supported them all this way along um and it's also difficult because obviously you've put in loads of work and then you don't get to make the deal that you put the hard work in for right Mm. um so yeah I think like the difficult thing is not being in control of things, but I think there's an element of things that you can be in control of and an element of things that you can't. For example, like as soon as that person gets in that interview, you, you have no control of that. They're only going to do as well as they can. But at the same time, you have to remember that you can't be in control, but you can have influence. So I just always try and be as, you know, make sure I've prepared them as much as I can for the interview, checked up on them before, done, just sent them everything they need from the job spec to extra notes to videos on YouTube or articles that are about the company that they can maybe speak about and think of questions to ask them from. And yeah, just, I would say that's a good way of overcoming that is just the parts that you can't be in control of, try and have as much influence to make it go the right way. Nice. And I guess, how do you, what do you do or maybe what helps you not let these things affect you for too long so so what i mean is you do all the right things 
the client has just been an absolute pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Even though you've advised, you've consulted, mm-hmm. you can't influence it. But you've got this candidate that's going, Grace, like I thought it was going to be this long. They're getting frustrated. How do you not let that then sort of, I don't know, maybe affect you for a longer period of time than it does? It doesn't, you're not then in a funk for the rest of the afternoon and you're not as productive. Like, how have you got better at, like, I understand what you're doing on the parts that you can influence. Mm. But like, I think that's oftentimes the hardest is like shaking these things off. So like, I don't know, how have you, how have you approached that? How have you navigated that when you've just had a really difficult situation that you can't, wasn't able to influence and it was out of your control and not let that, affect you for the entire week I think the going back to being in control like that's the key thing there like you are in control of yourself and you're in control of your thoughts and your actions and Mm. you can choose how you react so I mean I guess the first thing is just being human and like in that specific situation we were talking about just being human and and you know you you can't dodge around it like it's a difficult conversation that you have to have and so just you know, being empathetic and being clear and concise and laying it all on the table as it is, because that's what you have to do, um, and supporting your candidate as much as you can. Um, and then, as I say, at the same time, supporting yourself and understanding, okay, this is what's happened, and I can choose now how I react to this. I can let it put me in a funk, and the rest of the day will be ruined, maybe the rest of the week, or I can choose to carry on and continue um my manager Nick always likes to have um like a saying of like get the Uzi out he's like you know if you're on that front line and you're shooting and everything's all good you kind of you don't want to have that second where you stop and you rest and you slowly kind of reload and it's like you just have to get the Uzi out straight away something else is probably coming something else is going to happen you need to be like ready to go prepared um and and that's kind of how it is but I think you need to look at that not in the way of like never relax go 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 stop 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 like it is nothing like that it's just okay things will happen things are always constantly moving things are going to go up and they're going to go down but as long as you just keep progressing and choose to be clear and level-headed then everything everything will be fine in the end and if it's not you can just go about it the best that you can um by being human what a great mindset I love that have you have you always been like that? Where's that? Where have you caught with that? Because that isn't that isn't typical. That isn't, yeah, like, where have you caught with that from? I think just um, over the years, I, I've just always been quite like a I'm quite a spiritual person. I'm quite into mindfulness and into like affirmations, and I've read a lot of books and done lots of different things that kind of have taught me these really lovely mindsets in my life that I then carry into work, I guess. And that's one of them's like you know like I don't want to go into that too much because that's not where it's okay but um, it's it's useful for people like one of my biggest things in my life and which carries into all parts of your life is like affirmations like the things you choose to think and speak constantly create your future so take that situation for example if I'm just going to sit and go I'm a rubbish recruiter, my day's ruined, this is this, that is that, that is inevitably what's going to happen for me in my day because people will pick up on that, then they'll react to me differently, I'll maybe type emails differently even because I'm in a bad mood or, you know, different things will happen. Whereas if I just keep telling myself, you know, I'm a great recruiter and da-da-da and da-da-da, it's, 
it's easy to it's easy to think you're just convincing yourself of something that's not true but that's not it it's just the fact that literally everything you think or speak everything else around yeah. you will react to it right so um yeah yeah no that, thanks that's for sharing just that how, no, thank, oh, yeah that's just how i kind of sharing that I've, no i appreciate you sharing that grace and that that will be helpful for a lot of people I've been on my own journey with yeah. that and I've just listened. To, I'm going to pull it in the show notes of this just as a bit of a, a timestamp and we'll move this on. But um, yeah, I was listening to a podcast recently, a, a really um, popular guy that I, I like to listen to is a guy called Andrew Huberman. And like there's there's literally studies now backing this up in terms mm-hmm. of like exactly. if people were told a certain thing, then they will believe that. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it, it can be, and this saw, isn't just um, a mental, this is also a physiological thing that can happen. Like you're told that you will be able to breathe longer in this certain context. And then these people were actually able to breathe longer because they were told that they were able to. Like it's, it's crazy. So, like, I've t- seen, no, I totally I've seen lots yeah. of things like that. It's completely true. But yeah, yeah I mean, I just think, yeah. The biggest thing I take from that, right, that everyone I think should really hone in on, and, and I'm a big believer in this, and me and my mate speak about this a lot, is like you've basically you've you've taken full responsibility and accountability. But the main thing that you said is like I can choose how I react, I can choose my actions. A lot of people cannot do that. A lot of people can think the candidate did this, a client did this, so I'm going to do this, so I can't do this, right? But what you're mm-hmm, saying mm-hmm. is the candidate could decide this and the client could do this and I'm going to choose how I react to that rather than yeah you being um the victim of like how they are determining that's a bit like when I hear stories sometimes of people getting a job and then their recruiters angry because they were in a process with them and then now they've taken another job like that's never my mindset like I'm so happy for someone if they've got a job and that's only going to mean that next time they're looking for a job they'll probably come straight to me because we've built a nice relationship right whereas if I choose to be mad about that, then why would they ever want to work with me again? Right? Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. So what what did what did you learn then in your first, let's just say for because you're sort of just past the year mark. So what, what did you learn in your first six months that you wish you knew from day one? Mm, what did I learn that I wish I knew from day one? I would say There's so many things. <laughs> it's okay. Since day one, I think for me, just for me, just write everything down. I, I'm, I'm very much someone who kind of does that anyway. But for me, it's like write everything down. And that for me is, I mean, when I'm speaking to candidates, um, because I feel that when you come back to that relationship building piece like when I speak to candidates on the phone I'll take so many notes I'll write everything down and it just means when I come to speak to them again I've got so much clarity on everything that was said um it sounds quite obvious it sounds like such an obvious one but I think that relationship building is such an important part so even the small things that I've spoken to them about next time I speak to them I can reference it and I can, you know, ask about it, but also in the sense of without just the candidates just at work, as we keep saying, there's so many things that can happen and there's so many people you're talking to and so many different things happening that it's so easy to forget tiny pieces of information. So if you've got it all there um, for reference, it just makes your life so much easier. 
to take that seriously yeah that they're the things oftentimes that at the beginning you can just yeah. sort of let slip and not do those things but you've already recognized that yeah like you said you can if you really capture those moments and create that discipline it's that's going to be such valuable information in six months 12 months two years three exactly years for the like if, if I speak to a contractor for example and um they you know a couple of days later they've got another contract happens all the time but six months later they might get in touch I can just scroll back see my notes from speaking to them I already remember I can say oh is this roughly your day rate still yep is this this it just makes those conversations smoother it makes the person feel that you you know you've listened and you remember them um I just feel like it adds so much value to relationships mm. and on that note my colleagues will laugh because I talk about this so much but OneNote have you ever used OneNote no I use I use Notion ever. See, I love Notion for like my personal life, but I just love Microsoft OneNote. It's so good and no one ever uses it. Um, so I am such an advocate for it, especially in that terms of like note taking. It's a bit like yeah. having a big notepad with lots of little tabs, but virtually, um, which I guess is Notion as nice. well. But yeah, I just use um, no. I use um. I use note like notes taken. I'll just use like notes from the iPhone and Mac. I'll just use yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. Similar to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's great. Like for example, when I do calls, I've got like a tab that says chats. I'll go into chats, and then I've got literally all the tabs of people's names I've spoken to, and I keep all my notes in those separately. Um, yeah, I don't know how to please, talk about sure, it without sure like you, making uh, it sound any different to any other note taking app. I'm but sure. Check I'm out assuming. Uh, I'm assuming you you better be putting these notes in the CRM. Otherwise, you're yeah. only getting a big talent. No, yeah, 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 of course, of course. But that's my <laughs> own, like, the stuff that doesn't need to go in there. We've got it all there, like, you know, just, like, personal conversations you've had or something you don't want to block up the CRM with. It's like, right. yeah, and, and also just things that aren't conversations, just other things in work that I want to remember, like my own employee stuff or, or different things. Um, sure. It's just it's a really, somewhere really good tool. that you can just put all your stuff down out of your mind, yeah, so valuable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And sort of underestimated. Exactly. Um, and... You know, I showed it to many of my colleagues and my boyfriend and different things, and, and they all love it and all use it now. So I think that backs me up, hopefully. <laughs> so another another question, like, back to the beginning, but super curious yeah. on this. Like, if you were to start this journey all over again, knowing what mm -hmm. you know now, how would you approach the sort of your first 90 days differently? Um, if I was to start again, I would definitely say like I, which is funny because I'm now saying this off the back of taking loads of notes, but, um, sometimes I definitely get, have you heard like analysis paralysis? Just what I overthink That's things. like a thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Basically just, just overanalyzing something so much to the point that you're not actually taking action. So mm. I feel that for me especially coming from like somewhere that I'd worked for a long time and it, I felt really like a subject matter expert in what I was doing to coming somewhere that I didn't. It's like um, from going from primary school to secondary school, right? <laughs> like it's, it's quite a difficult feeling of feeling like you know nothing and that you can't add value to things because you haven't got those that basic knowledge. Um, I feel sometimes when there's there's so many different 
like for example where I work there's so many different um companies and then jobs that we're hiring for within those companies and there's just so much information that you have to take in that goes back and forward if I wanted to speak to a candidate for example I would very much feel that I need to go like super prepared and and kind of know everything and, and fill them in on everything which to an extent you do but at the same time like we're saying we're we're human and people you know you can always say I can come back to you with that you know, I can come back and find that out and get back to you. I feel like when I started, I sort of had a bit of analysis paralysis where, yeah, everything just felt a bit too much. And then I just was not kind of taking action. It was like blocking me. So I would say if I if I could start again, it would be like, just just let things move and let things flow quickly and act quickly and make decisions quickly and go with the flow and keep things moving and we can always come back and tick every box and cross every t and dot every i if that makes sense yeah so don't focus on yeah it makes complete sense hmm. so i'm assuming you're also saying they're like yeah to pick up the phone and just get speaking to people rather than like exactly exactly <laughs> rather than so if i was going to call someone about a job for example and yeah. i'll feel like okay right let me just get jobs back one more time let me just remind myself that it's like right. I, you know it like I've chatted to people in the yeah. office about the roles we've spoke about it on our catch-up like I know it when if they ask me anything I don't know I can go back and I can find out the answer and, and come back to them it's really not an issue but I just yeah have that kind of analysis paralysis mm. no totally get that so to sort of tie that all together then what, what would be your like one piece of advice for someone who wants um, to get have the best possible start to their career I think just um, just going back to what we've been saying about relationship building, like everything doesn't have to bring you value like right now. Uh, every time you speak to someone, um, it doesn't have to be a deal right now. Just when you're connecting with someone and someone feels they can trust you and have that conversation with you with confidence and feels that you understand their true need then whether or not it happens right now they'll still come back to you and I think that's like one of the most satisfying things as well once like when you're quite new to recruitment that point when people do come back to you it's such a nice feeling because you feel like you've obviously done something right the first time around and they're coming back to you um and and a lot of for me a lot of the wins I've had recently have been through that people just coming back that I've spoke to a long time ago and that's definitely something I've learned along the way is that everything as I say it's constantly a moving part it's constantly evolving and going to the next part and something that you think has no value now will have lots of value in future so it's um yeah I would say spend those times build those relationships um I, I mean I'm quite lucky because the place that I work we are very much like invested in that and it's we're not super kpi driven and we are all about you know even if someone just comes to us for for help with their portfolio or uh, advice about salary ranges or something like this then we are like encouraged to take that time and spend that time and help those people rather than somewhere else where it might be like we don't have time for that you need to call this many people by this afternoon or or you need to do xyz it's like um yeah, I, I feel very lucky that the place that I work is is more focused on that. Um, but I've seen the value it adds. So 
I can I can only recommend that. What what I take from that, honestly, and it, it, I'm sure I'm uh, you may disagree, but I'm hoping that you'd agree is like what you've experienced recently can be hard to see in the moment, like 100%. at the beginning right exactly so that that's the thing and that's why this is good to know but what I take from that Grace is that the advice is leaning like don't get so fixated on having that candidate tell you that they're going to give you their CV and be put forward for that job instead really lean into yeah building these relationships asking good questions listening understanding what's important to these people and ultimately what you're saying is deliver a great experience because exactly these yeah it all it all comes full circle and these will be people that you could help in the in the medium term long term but also help more than once so that exactly. that's what i take from that and that's that's great advice but as i said it can be hard to see that in see the moment in the but moment. that's why these conversations are important right because exactly. you've already seen that and you're only 12 40 months in and when i think you have, that's yeah Sorry, I was just going to say, I think that's the exact perfect example of what we were saying before about I could speak to four, four or five people um, and then, you know, none of them are interested. And I've spent, you know, like when sometimes you're on the phone for a really long time and you just kind of think, oh, this isn't like bringing me anything now. And you, you spoke to four or five people. OK, let me try some orders. And then by the end of it you spent a whole day nothing's nothing's brought anything you could be like I'm a rubbish recruiter I've you know what we were saying earlier like mm. I am my day's ruined I've wasted my whole day I've done this I've done that and then actually in three four months time that could be like your biggest quarter because all these people who you Come spent back. the time connecting with and understanding what they really want suddenly you've got all these jobs where it's like actually they might not be looking, but they might now because I've got something that ticks every box of what they told me they wanted three months ago. Honestly, totally get it. What, what I was just going to say was, and then we'll, I'll ask you the final question was just like when, when, when Nick, your manager, who's done recruitment for over 10 years, say, Grace, it'll pay off. Trust me, focus on this. Sometimes you can, you can find yourself, because I had this, because I worked in a small business and there was many experienced people around me. You can sort of go, yeah, it's easy for you to say, Nick, like you're getting all these recommendations you're coming back to you but this is why this is great right because you're you're just over a year in and you've already experienced this you've already experienced the sort of the rewards of your hard work and your integrity and your approach in your first three six months so the actual like timeline of actually uh yeah all this coming back in the ecosystem at, oftentimes cannot be as long as people think right yeah and, and they have to and trust think, the process exactly and exactly like you said I think it is really like I don't know I don't know I wouldn't use the word daunting but it can be quite a heavy weight on you like you say when all the people around you their networks are huge like they've got people <laughs> coming to them all the time and then you also feel like well if all these people come to them then there's going to be none left for me but <laughs> there are so many left for you and yeah and and like you say they've been doing it for a decade or so and that's I, th I feel like people who find that really difficult first year like that's a that's going to be a massive part that's hard of it seeing everyone else around you do everything so easily but these things will come in time and you just have to keep that positive mindset keep going and like we just said in the future that will be you so final question why do you think more people should consider a career in recruitment as a choice people should be wanting to come into our industry why why is that 
Yeah, oh, I would just I would just massively recommend recruitment to anyone now. I think because of the fact, like, I think it depends on the type of person you are, right? And if you're like me, I feel that if I'm doing a job, any job, and there'll be me and somebody else, that somebody else could maybe come in, do the day's work, do the bare minimum, go home. Like, that's never me. I like to come in and I like to... Uh, learn things as I go and do things the best that I can and see what I can find from doing it and help other people and go the extra mile and I feel that if you're someone like that like me who is maybe in a different job where you feel like you're you're not really rewarded for that if that makes sense you like in this type of industry you, you have commission right and it's like you I don't really know do you see what I'm trying to say like yeah this this is for me like when before I got into sales I I couldn't believe that I would ever be in a job where me and Grace do the same job I put in more work than her or I feel like I've done better and we get paid the same exactly. so yeah getting rewarded yeah a hundred I totally understand what you mean exactly I think like that's a massive reason why people should because I feel like if obviously I'm not speaking about this coming from a graduate perspective, but someone who's more like a career changer. And there's there's probably so, well, I know there's so many people out there now doing jobs that they just really don't enjoy that much. They're putting their heart and soul into it. Probably again, like me doing like shift work and not even having your weekends, your work-life balance is terrible. And yeah, you just feel like you're not getting back what you give. And I feel that in recruitment, that's very different. Like you get, back exactly what you put into it and it's a really really nice feeling so if you're someone who likes the challenge and you're someone who really likes to go the extra mile and get the best out of things then I would I would just massively recommend it um but I would also recommend that you very much look into the type of company you're joining because I feel very blessed that I have joined somewhere where the culture like really aligns with my values and it's a super supportive and collaborative environment and I feel that sadly there as I hear there are a lot of places that you maybe wouldn't find that out. so also be be really kind of thoughtful and really look into where you decide to join grace thank you so much absolutely love your mindset i'm i'm not surprised at all why uh, nick speaks so highly of you and yeah. you're gonna go on to continue to achieve the goals that you have so thank you so much for Thanks, being part Hisham. of this i really appreciate it and i know that if anyone wants to connect and I don't know get help or ask any more questions that you'd be more than happy for them to, to connect with you on LinkedIn yeah yeah so I work in the UX and product design space so um, user research UX UI product design anyone in that space or other spaces then um, get in touch love it thank you